I'm Brian Carpenter, host of Fresh Air at Five, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another great episode of My EdTech Life. I am excited to be here with you on this wonderful Sunday evening. I know this is a little different that we are on live on a Sunday. It's usually a little bit of the week and then, of course, Saturday mornings. But you know what? When the stars line up and you have an amazing guest who has an amazing story, like I said, just being flexible and being always ready to improvise, adapt and overcome is always something that's great. And today I am really excited because we have an amazing guest. But before I introduce him, I just simply want to say thank you to everybody, all of our supporters, our listeners our watchers, our subscribers, followers, anyone and anybody who has listened to our podcast or supported our podcast in any way. Thank you, as always, from the bottom of my heart for making my EdTech life what it is today. Thank you so much for sharing our content. Please, also, if you're a first-time listener, please don't forget to give us a like, share, and follow. Follow us on all social media. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on our podcast. Visit our podcast page because we have some amazing educators and creators and amazing stories that everybody in the education space can benefit from. So thank you as always. So now I really want to get into this great conversation. As you notice, the title of the show is Every Day is Day One. And this is such a powerful message that my guest today is definitely bringing into not only the education space, but just into just the general space overall. This is a great message. And I'm really excited to have Mr. Brandarius Johnson on the show. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Brandarius, how are you doing? Uh, thank you for the opportunity. You know, I'm excited to be here, blessed for the opportunity. And I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Um, and on that note, I'm doing I'm doing well. Uh, Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. And hey, we've already got some people here in the chat. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you, Mel, as always, also for supporting our show and being here live with us. All right. So, Brandarius, for our audience members who may not be familiar yet with your work and what it is that you do, and of course, the message that you are bringing and sharing with the world, if you mm -hmm. can give us a little introduction and you know, just your brief context in education at the current moment. Okay. So, you know, originally from Las Vegas, Nevada, born and raised, and you know, in all of my speeches and uh, all of my talks, I always tell, you know, people as far back as I can remember, my number one thing was to be a professional football player. However, I did not take my education serious, right? I thought, you know, I thought football was first and education was secondary. And I soon found out that student athlete <laughs> meant student athlete, right? Had to become a better student, had to learn in the classroom and learn on, on the field or in life. Well, I didn't so much pick up the desire to learn inside the classroom. Long story short, my journey led me to a junior college after completing high school where you know, I was there for two years to earn a scholarship. Well, my two-year journey turned into three. It's a great shirt at the first year. I was a little small for the position that I played. And, you know, it was those years that made me realize how important education was because every year for the three years that I was at Saddleback College, I received an injury. The first one, I didn't have a surgery, but the second two, 2010, tore my left meniscus. 2012 tore my right meniscus and it just made me realize how important your education was right at some point it, it didn't occur to me that football was just going to be a short window of my life and with every injury i seen the nfl going further and further away from me and which is which is crazy now i look back at it i'm like I got even more upset with myself for spending the majority of my, you know, educational life saying I was a football player because there was one person that greeted me and said, you must be here to play football. And in that moment, I felt kind of bad about myself because I'm like, I'm more than just a body. Like I have a mind. 
And it was that interaction that made me more inspired to take care of my education on top of the injuries. So saying that to say, in all of my life, though I thought the NFL was going to be, you know, the end result for me, it wasn't. And though I thought the injuries that I received were going to be the worst things that, that I would, that I would endure, it wasn't. And, you know, my book, Mental Hope, was inspired during my time of being in, in Southern California at Saddleback College. Man. My first love, you know, died by suicide. So everything that, that, that transpired in my life from high school to my first couple of years of, of, of college kind of shaped who I am now and what I'm doing when we speak about education. I was a social major. Right. When I graduated from college, I went into law enforcement and youth correctional facilities. Never thought I would be where I'm at now, where advocating for, for mental health and actually being inside the classroom, you know, teaching social and emotional learning and education. Um, to touch on my background as a student, I was a below average student my entire life to now be somebody that's, you know, not only encouraging students, but also working with educators to create school culture and school climate. Uh, and it's just a testament to, you know, having a plan for yourself and being able to, you know, make those adjustments, like you said, making those adjustments on the fly. And that's all that I'm doing right now. You know, I turned 31 on Tuesday and I always laughed and said that I was going to retire at 30. And I wake up every day and I realize, you know what, I feel like I did retire because I no longer have to do things that I don't want to do. I'm fortunate to get up to do every every day to do things that I love to do, which is convey a message of hope, perseverance, resilience, and purpose every single day. And those are the components that I built my brand around. And I know I just jumped right into, you know, the story of, of what I'm doing and what I was inspired by. But right now, that's what I feel in my heart. And you know, I know there's so many things going on in our world. I know we got a short amount of time and I want to make sure that I say as much as I can about what it is that I'm actually doing. So, you know, just to backtrack just a little bit, I ended up signing a four year, um, signing a scholarship to a four year school, Durango, Colorado. That's in uh, Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado. Complete culture shock from Las Vegas, Nevada, and even more of a culture shock from Orange County, California, where I, I received my AA. But all I realized in that, in that small mountain town was that you can go somewhere new and create the best version of yourself. I was all alone when I found out that my first love had died by suicide. And every day is day one was the first thought I had. And that inspired me to start my brand, Day One Ambition. The philosophy behind it was like, there's no way I can change what already happened. And the way I feel right now in this moment, tomorrow may never come. So all I have is day one. And that right there was the was the was the bootstraps that I pulled myself up with every single day to complete my my senior season of football, to complete my my, my education and get my degree. And that drove me into the field of youth corrections that where I worked, you know, five years for a state facility. And you know, I didn't realize that every day where I was sharing, you know, videos on social media, people were, were grabbing on to the concept of day one ambition and every day is day one for a variety of different reasons. And you know, you know, getting out of school, I know what it was like for you, but when I graduated, I was just kind of like, all right, what's next? You know, go from being a collegiate athlete where you have a schedule that's filled up from the time you open your eyes to the time you go to sleep. When I graduate, heartbroken, you know, dealing with the tragedy. I felt this kind of like limbo, like wasn't really too passionate about pursuing professional football, but had this cloud over me, was still trying to process, you know, the loss to, to a suicide, but this is what kept me going. And I just said today, you know, on my morning walk that that was my pain that, that drove my passion. It's my empathy that keeps it going because it's the pain of the world that keeps me going. And you know, it's funny you say, you know, where are you now in this form of education? Because I'm like, it, 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 it tickles me because I never really took my education serious. 
but one, my experience with, with just being acknowledged as an athlete and two, having this experience of, of suicide, I'm now interested in learning this. And I'm like, wow, imagine if, you know, I, I knew as a kid that it's not that you don't like learning. You just got to find something that you're passionate about and then figure out what your learning styles are. So I'm learning all these things just through the form of a tragedy and trying to figure out how to be creative and innovative and talk about mental health and mental hope, which is a topic that makes people cringe. And that's why I went with the title hope opposed to mental health. It leads into my mission of helping other people evolve. That's what hopes mean to me. On my front cover on the title of my book, I put there's no surgery for depression. I really felt that because, you know, Right now we live in a society and we live in a world where there's a medication for everything, right? With this, I know there's medications for mental health and mental illness, but you can't fix this. There's no surgery. The person has to make a decision and a choice day in and day out. That's why every day is day one. Because the work you did yesterday, it may not feed you today. And if you don't take care of today, there may not be a tomorrow. So it really just pushes people to live in the present moment. And that was big for me because in all of my years, my three years of living in California, I can probably count the times I went to the beach on one hand because I was living so far in the future. I gotta get a scholarship. I gotta go to the NFL. I was so far in the future that I didn't even enjoy where I was. And that's so powerful for me today. And I you know, try to encourage everybody that I can to live where you are and you know just looking at my life how my 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 whole brand and every t-shirt that i have under my brand is its own pillar you know i have five different messages number one purpose that's the world wouldn't spend the same without you that's my way of telling everybody on this earth that they have a purpose that they have a purpose that was inspired by a 12 year old girl who wrote a suicide note when I was working at a mental health agency. And I said to myself, there has to be a way I can communicate purpose and passion to everybody on this earth, regardless of what they have or don't have, regardless of where they come from or where they're going. It's like the ultimate place of no judgment. It speaks to a pillar. I believe if you know that you have a purpose in this world, you stand a chance of succeeding because you believe. And also that goes into you know, self-awareness. I know who I am. There's a less chance of anybody telling me what I am or what I'm not or what I'm capable of and what I'm not. And that speaks to students as, 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 as young as kindergarten up to PhD level students. Because what I've come to realize, you can have a, a, a smart, bright, intelligent individual who can do all of these things in a classroom, but can't look in the mirror and, and acknowledge and appreciate the person that they see. So I've utilized my whole life as a case study and using my own you know, tragedy and my own shortcomings to connect with people from all over the world to now realize, hmm, there's a reason why so many people tell me their story. There's a reason why so many people come to me and gravitate to what I'm doing. And I think I, you know, if I'm being honest, I struggled with it for so long because I'm just like, look, I'm just a regular person. But what I've come to realize is I'm also helping fix people. I'm also showing people that you can go from breakdown to breakthrough. I'm showing people how important hope is in this world and what you can do with just mustard seed worth of faith and hope. And, you know, just taking everything that I'm inspired by on the back of my book, I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, Nipsey Hussle, but his concept of life is the marathon continues. So when he passed away, I, you know, I, I was devastated because I'm looking at him and how he's doing his music and his merch. I'm like, he's using the same things that I'm using. He just has a bigger platform. But when I thought about TMC, I said, well, the mental hustle continues because I don't think you'll ever, as long as you're alive, I don't think you're ever at a place where you should be done working, especially in your mind. And that made me realize some people achieve success, then they fall off. So it doesn't matter if you're experiencing the highest of the highs or the lowest of the lows. Your mind needs to be working. 
you can't drift off into idle time. And thought about it, you know what? This is going to be pillar number two. That's perseverance. That's resilience. That it doesn't matter what's going on in your world. You got to be able to be resilient. The mental hustle continues. You do a great job. Good. Celebrate, but not too much to where you lose focus. You missed the mark. Hey, it's okay. Make the necessary adjustments and get back to work. And, you know, uh, the next pillar is, is, is hope. So I already shared that hope means to help other people evolve. But we took it a step further when we created this this 12 week, you know, student study guide that goes with my book by, by breaking down the acronym of hope and utilizing it as a tool to promote mental health, mental optimism, mental performance and mental evaluation. So it's a complete self and social awareness program um, for for students age six through 12th grade. Now, I firmly believe it can be utilized, you know, beyond those years. But if I had to identify a niche market, I'm going to stay with six through 12th grade. And I think because, you know, I believe that all people, you know, need support. But I, I feel like if we can really get to the younger generation and give them the tools to help them, you know, shape the lifestyle that they aspire to live, regardless of what the home life looks like, if we can build them the confidence and the tools set up here to be able to think their way in and out of situations, then I believe we can start to see a shift across the nation. And, you know, that's that's what my passion is. I, I, I reflect on my own life, even connecting to, I guess, my lack of interest in a classroom. It was all about me not being able to see the whiteboard and sitting in the back of the classroom because I'm embarrassed by that. Because if I sit front row, I still can't see. It was a lot easier for me just to sit in the back. That directly correlates with my experience of working in youth corrections and I see students who can't read, if you ask them to read, it's easier to flip the table and walk out. So now I'm like, okay, now I know what the bigger root issue is. One, it's hard for them to have purpose when they feel ashamed. Two, you mentally, they checked out because now they're ashamed and they don't even know how to say that. So it's easier to flip the table. Now they're in trouble. Now they've lost all hope when all they had to do was say, hey, um, I can't read or I'm not good at math. So in all of my years of working in youth corrections, I knew communication was very important. That's the difference of a, of a, of a kid, you know, leaving the, the public school system and, and getting in that pipeline of adjudication because maybe they stole something or maybe they're doing other illegal things because they need money. Lack of communication. So most of my passion with the mental health and my experience in youth corrections was like, you know what? I want to be able to help people not only know that they have a purpose, know that they can overcome obstacles, but be able to effectively communicate and say something when something's wrong or identify when something may be wrong with somebody else. And that's where the whole concept of Be The Hope came about. It's a personal and global call to action because the mental hustle continues. Okay, you're fine. That's good. Check on the people next to you. Okay, you're not okay. Hey, mention this to somebody. And you know, teaching how to build relationships and know who you can confide in and know how to advocate for yourself and know how to be accountable and hold your peers accountable. Kids are so funny. They all believe in this diehard code of, I ain't no snitch. Now, being inside the classroom now, I try to provide them with so many opportunities for them to think about what it is that they're doing. And it's as simple as, hey, we can ready to take a test. During the test, there's no what? They all say talking. Right. So you already know, so separate yourself from somebody that may put you in a compromising position. Because if I look up at your table and I hear talking, none of you are snitches. So that means four students get zeros, right? Oh no, uh, I'm not gonna. Okay, so you will be accountable. So just learning how to communicate with them and paint them a picture where you don't wanna snitch or hold someone accountable, you're potentially willing to throw away everything that you have. And though we're talking about an assignment and a test, this could easily be your freedom out there, depending on what you're around. So that's what I take pride in. And I firmly believe all of this ties right back into mental health and being aware of yourself. And so I take pride in all of my pillars. I think out of all of them, my favorite one is the consistency. And that's every day is day one. And, you know, 
you know, speaking back to the fact that I spent so much time, you know, overanalyzing my future or over anxious about my future, I realized that's anxiety. And all the time I spent reflecting like that's depression. And it took losing my first love to suicide to just identify all those times in my life where I felt how I felt like, wow, I've been dealing with this my whole life. And being able to communicate about it and be vulnerable and be transparent through you know, my own highs and my own lows, I've attracted so many different people. And I believe now I understand why it was challenging for me to see it as anything you know, special because it's easy for me to be vulnerable. It's easy for me to be transparent, but now I'm starting to realize it's not so easy for a lot of people. And then we have credentials that we can go and earn and all the different bells and whistles that come with the life of luxury and money that we can hide behind. During the pandemic, I realized we spent two years wearing a mask. And, and, and I say, you know what? I hope that when we take these masks off, people can take off the mask that they've been wearing long before the pandemic. And it just made it, you know, a lot clearer in my mind that this is my calling. This is what I'm put here to do. And I'm no longer walking in eggshells with it. I'm going to sing as, as loud as I can with this message and push as hard as I can, because I firmly believe is the difference between life and death for a lot of people. And just through, you know, being innovative and finding ways to engage. I did a hundred mile run in 2020 and we engaged 40,000 people in 10 days from all over the place. Just, just by saying, you know what, I'm going to do this. And, you know, I built this from scratch and tragedy. So there was a lot of things that I didn't really know on the, the business side of it or the, 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 the structure around it. It was just like, a young kid that took a tragedy and made it into something beautiful. And now here I am coming into what I really feel like I'm coming into these shoes that I'm wearing. It's like, I have the vision. My concept has always been to act local and think global. You know, everything that I've done here in Las Vegas, my heart desires to do it all over the world because I've had people from all over the world reach out to me on the premise of, Hey, the world wouldn't spend the same without you. I like that. Hey, every day is day one. It's powerful to me because I'm a recovering addict. Hey, man, I see you advocating for mental health and you working out. I was a veteran. I deal with PTSD. All these different walks in life and categories of people over the last eight to 10 years, I'm realizing, wow, this is my practicum. This has been my internship. My program, putting this together, the book, that's my dissertation. And though I'm not a doctor or I don't have a master's degree, I feel like I've mastered enough of my life and my story to know that the most important thing that I can be and do is be relatable, be the hope, leading by example. I don't have to be perfect. I just have to be honest. And I have to know that every day is a new opportunity. It's going beyond mental health awareness. I'm pushing more towards personal development. You may not have the experience I have with suicide or mental health. That's okay. Do you have a desire to live a life where you're free from struggle, you're free from oppression? Okay, then that's where we connect that. Looking at the education system where there's so much burnout around the country, you know, teachers are deciding, well, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm thinking, why? How can I get you to connect with that ambition you had on day one? How can I get you to realize that you have a purpose here to teach, love, and inspire? How can I get students to walk into a classroom and collectively, you know what? Let's give our teachers some help today. Let's make sure we're sitting down. Let's make sure we're ready to learn. How can we change the complete dynamics of education in the country? Because I'm tired of hearing that America sucks. America education sucks. How can we change the narrative? Be the hope, a global call and global initiative where everybody stops looking at the problem and come with a solution. Everybody pick up a shovel and say, you know what, I can dig here. And then knowing that every person don't need to be everything. 
Learn what you're great at and dedicate yourself to that. But by all means, don't ignore where you're weak at. You still got to make those adjustments. And, and, and I've realized everything that I talk about, this is who I am every single day. And this is, to me, I feel like it's, it's one of the best parts of, of finding your purpose and your calling and knowing that you have one because then you're not worried about what you're going to do. And that's what I try to explain to, to my staff, to my students, to anyone that I work with. Number one, you got to know why you did, why you doing whatever it is that you're doing. Even through through physical activity, I, I tell them, you only suffer until you know why you're doing it. Yeah, it may hurt. Yeah, you might be sore for the next couple of days, but it's not like you sore for no reason. You know why you feel how you feel. All of it transitions into whatever it is that you pursue. D1A, day one ambition, division one attitude. When I was playing ball, I wanted to go D1. I didn't even know what D1 meant, but I just knew I wanted it. However, I didn't apply that same ambition to the classroom, and it never happened for me. I was fortunate to get recruited. I was fortunate to complete my education on a scholarship. But now I know there were certain foundational principles that I lacked to create. But now I know now, the next generation, they want ambition. The goal is to raise the bar. You can't just be a great athlete. I need you to be a great student. I need you to be a great sibling. I need you to be a great friend. I need you to be a great son or daughter to your parents. You do all of those things and then your sport come. You get involved on campus. You get involved in your community. You see yourself at not just a D1. You identify the Division I school you want to attend. And then you are, you start your own research and see, if I can live in this city, do I like the weather? Do I like the culture here? Do I like the atmosphere? And those are just all things that I didn't do when I signed my scholarship. I didn't even take a visit. I took two recruiting trips. And I committed to a school that I that I never even heard of in a place I never even heard of. So all of the things that I've experienced in my life became teachable moments. And that's why, you know, when I wrote my book, I wrote my book after I did my run. And, you know, so many people reached out to me and my team just felt it was necessary. But what I learned in that was like, you know what? I'm going to write this book to where you can look at at the chapters and decide, you know what? I want to read this one. And if that's all you need, then you'll get what you need from the book. You don't have to be, you know, pressed to read cover to cover. You know, most people do. But in my mind, I'm like, I want to take every teachable moment from every phase of my life that can be useful for people who may walk into that same situation. And now that's how I live my life. And I realized, like I said earlier, just figuring out how to be relatable. And that's how I look at even, you know, you know, consulting and working with schools. I'm quiet in the first meetings. Beyond the introduction, I'm like, I need to know what it is that the school needs help with or, or struggling with. Because every entity, every school, every person is different. I can't just come in there and talk about what I can do, what I know, what I feel. No, explain to me what's going on here. And then we can pull from my experiences and kind of create a blueprint. And and that's been you know the most effective thing and, 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 you know, it, and it works and it's real and it's honest and it's authentic. And that's what I take pride in, you know, just not selling the pipe dream, just going in and showing like the power of positive energy, the power of the domino effect. Let's build upon each other. And today I was just thinking, you know, getting ready for a presentation, you know, in my head, I was just thinking like, okay, you got 500 students in the gym. You have everybody stand up before I even introduce myself. Everybody come down to the court. I got to ask one person in there, what happens when you're playing the sport and somebody gets hurt? Take a knee. Okay, cool. At this moment, I'd like everybody to take a knee. And the concept is that we've all been hurt before. We've all been down on one knee. Now let's all get up together. And that's the concept. You take a, a complete shift, everybody getting up. Everybody, I can do it. I am the hope. My coach used to say, uh, you're point shaving if you're in position to make a play and you kind of wait and see if somebody else is going to do it. That concept never left my heart and my mind because I'm like, 
we live in a society where people are like, okay, I'm good. My people good. I don't need to do anything. Or that didn't affect me. I'm good. And you point shaving. If you in a position to make a difference and you don't, you point shaving. And that's what, you know, I take pride in. This journey has been, you know, harder than I can even put into words. And I'm sure with everything that you've accomplished and maybe even endeavors that you're in now in pursuit of, you know what it's like to go against the grain, to go against all the voices that say why you shouldn't do it, why you should go get this, or why you should go do this, or why it's not going to work. It comes back down to knowing that I have a purpose. And my purpose here is to help other people evolve. And I stand firm on that. And I dedicate my life to it. And I'm always reminded that every day is day one. And, you know, in a nutshell, that's that's everything that that I am. That's everything that I aspire to be. I want to remain, you know, you know, low to earth. I want to remain reachable. I want to remain an example. I just want to be, you know, a testament to other people that you can come from whatever circumstance and turn it into something powerful. It's turn something that's much bigger than, you know, bigger than what I am. And collectively, it'll always be that. And, you know, it's just, I use, you know, mental health to, and it, and it pushed me to become a social entrepreneur where I'm not just on this earth to, to make money. I want to make a living by making a difference in the lives of other people. And, you know, I turned 31 on Tuesday and I feel extremely blessed. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for what my future and my present experience on this life has for me because I can see how all of my thoughts have become things. And just from standing standing on what I believe in, I've had so many opportunities to just be who I am. I'm currently teaching a class right now here in Las Vegas, Nevada with my screen printing business and, and this program. And it's called Be the Hope to Print the Hope. So we we go we go through each chapter each week of the book and then we do some screen printing. But I'm telling them how their thoughts can become things and how learning how to express themselves can turn into them, you know, expressing a product to an investor, to a potential client. And then they get to go and see something they thought about on paper. Now they're printing it on T-shirts. Hey, that can also turn into a flyer. Hey, that can be a banner. Hey, you can be a consultant and help other people take their ideas to things. So it's like so many ways just figuring out how to be innovative and relatable enough to 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 interest students to think outside of oh this is boring or I'm not gonna use this in real life. No, I take pride in it because I was one of those kids that my mom always says, um, I have three sisters and she said, you know, they'll be doing their homework and then she say, Brand somewhere trying to make his homework do itself. So you know I was always, you know, my mind was always a little different. And I think I struggle with it until I start understanding, like, I'm a creative, innovator thinker. And now I can utilize it to my strengths, not only for myself, but for the people around me. And, you know, being able to just use my testimony to show how the only limit you truly have in this world are the ones you place on yourself. Absolutely. Wow. Brandarius, you shared so much there that you actually, you've answered a lot of the questions that I was going to ask and you just perfectly just flowed with it. Everything from the very beginning to now, just, you know, to hear your story really is in encouraging regardless, you know, of the pain that you went through and everything that you've experienced, uh -huh. your message is so powerful. And that's why I said, like, you know, reading in your, your, uh, going to your website and then seeing all the work that you're doing. I mean, putting yourself out there is definitely not easy, but the fact that you have that mission and that purpose and you're living it and just the way that you described it, you know, your, this is your, your practicum, your dissertation and you're taking it out and you're sharing it with the world. I think that is something very powerful and the message too, you know, that the world wouldn't be the same without you. And, and just one day, uh, you know, it, it, everything just right now that I'm, I'm trying to take in has been very powerful, but I want to ask you just a little bit more about your book because I know you have your book, 
but you yeah. also have that study. Can you tell us just, uh, you know, briefly what and all we can find in the book and then how that ties to the study that, um, you know, K-12 or actually sixth grade or six, uh, you said from six years old up can go ahead and do. So tell us how that came about. In a, in a correction, grade six through 12. Sorry, grade six through 12, um, yes. Yeah. So how this, how this came about, long story short um i ended up doing a consultation for for a client for for a logo and uh this person happened to be a psychologist so it was in the field of mental health and i did a logo for her and then i did t-shirts for her and then just having a genuine conversation she's like yo you speak well and i'm like well you know i'm a speaker the t-shirt just that business just came by way of me doing what I was doing and then doing it for schools. So long story short, she's like, hey, Brand, I got a question for you. And I'm like, what's up? And she's like, well, I want to know if I can afford you to do commercial skits for me. It's like everything that you're doing for your own brand, like I'll pay you to do it for me if I can afford you. So I'm like, miss, you serious? So I was like, I have something even better. If you just read my book, and pull excerpts from each chapter, I'll write as many skits as you want. And, you know, when she read my book, she called me, she was like, hey, I have a friend that I want you to meet. Is it okay if I share your information? I'm like, sure. So we went to lunch and I met, you know, Miss Linda Harris, who was a, a counselor for 25 years in the Clark County School District here and an educator um, for so many more years. And at the collegiate level, Miss Linda read my book and she called me. And she said, "Hey, um, what are your intentions with your with your book?" I said, "I just want to go to schools. I just want to speak." And she was like, "Okay, what are your real intentions?" I said, "I just want to travel. I just want to speak." She's like, "You don't know what you have here." And I was like, "I just kind of laughed. Like, yeah, it's my life story. It's my book." And she's like, "I understand that." but you represent every kid I sat across from for 25 years. And her and my brand strategist, Johnny Williams, um, who's another, another individual that I think you would enjoy talking to, you know, he's been in my pocket just kind of telling me like, B, you don't know what you have here. And I, I didn't really understand it till now where I see so many schools calling me and I'm realizing I can only be in one place at a time. So being in a pandemic and not really um, not really being able to release the book, I thought, well, you know what? I want to write a program. So Melinda and I, we sat down and uh, I was real passionate about doing groups. That was one of my favorite things that I, uh, that I did in youth corrections, still providing that platform, you know, where, where people can express themselves free of judgment, can also build them on learning how to take pride in who they are being able to speak clearly, knowing what they say before they open up their mouth. All of those things I've done day in and day out for about five years. And naturally when it came to writing a book because of the, the, the amount of people that reached out, boom, it all pushed into the, the workbook. And this, this goes, there's a, uh, a week, there's a focus for each chapter. So chapter number one in my book, it's called Born with a Purpose. So on this on this one, you'll say at the beginning of chapter nine, Brendarius shared how he felt guilty about his behavior and said he had no self-control. Please share how you relate to this on your own choices and behavior and attitude. Please name one change you're willing to make for a more positive outcome when choosing your behavior. So it's a prompt and it leads them to sit down and reflect. And then we have a list of questions. Number one, who am I? What is my truth? What drives my behaviors and attitudes? How does disrespect, anger, frustration, and fear affect me? How do I hurt myself sometimes by hurting others? So we, we guide them into a, a, a reflection, and then they have a, a page where they can sit down and answer the questions. So the way the program works, and I'm actually going to be you know starting a new group tomorrow at another school, we go on just an introduction. I'll give a quick overview about my story. And it'll lead into the program and why I'm doing what I'm doing and what they should get from it. Overall, being more aware of self, 
being able to think before they do, being able to explain why they're doing things, knowing that they have a purpose and that everything that they do should have a purpose. We never do anything for no reason. So it's just a way to, and then more importantly, a way to communicate and give them the means to express themselves and the, the educator or the counselor or the facilitator who will be working with the students on campus can be able to read this and see if there's something that's red flagged that they need to pull that kid aside and have a level of intervention. So there's so many different ways that, you know, I, I think about how we can encourage but also make sure that students are doing okay. When they make it through the program, then they become Be The Hope champions or Mental Hope champions. Outside of just, and right now there's, you know, there's schools that want to implement it uh, at the school-wide level. There's schools that want to focus on their athletic population. There's schools, like for example, here in Vegas, they have a program called Star On. It's a program they created, you know, district-wide with kind of like an on-site um, in-house suspension so kids don't have to get removed from school, but they go into this program. That's the population I'm starting with tomorrow. We've had schools ask if they can use it in the ELA classes. I mean, because a lot of times they're already working through books and working through, you know, work packets. So like to speak back to, like I said, about mental health, where though that was my introduction to it, it's starting to open up beyond what I what I imagined. And I'll even, I'll even show you this right here. Because I'm realizing that mental health doesn't always have to be a dark topic. I created these worksheets that say the world wouldn't spend the same without you. At the top, a message from me, you have a purpose. Don't forget or ever let anyone tell you you don't. And then at the bottom, it says, what's my purpose? So it gives every student an opportunity to exercise their voice. And then they get to color this, which is their own canvas. And then collectively as a class, we'll color one and that becomes potentially a shirt for that class or that school. But even when doing so, everybody get to do one as an individual and then collectively we'll come together and do one. So there's never a winner and a loser. You got to exercise your voice and now we get to work together on a project. And, you know, people will say, well, high schoolers don't color. Okay, you put me in your toughest classroom <laughs> and let me go in there and do what I do. So I've been able to engage with schools from elementary all the way up to high school with a coloring sheet. But outside of that, it's still a chance to have that assessment. Hey, I seen that you use blue. Are you feeling down or you just like blue? Oh, well, sure, I just like blue. Okay, I appreciate that but there's so many different ways to engage. And you'll get students to say, you know, purpose on this one, to be happy and to spread love to others, to be a good person. My purpose is to, to, to spread love, to care and to be kind, to live positive and support my family and friends. And these are some of the messages that are echoing from some of the kids who are quote unquote, the bad kids. But all in all, I'm like, you know what? I gotta be able to meet them where they are. And far back is to where people would say, oh, look at me in my eyes, or you know, you're not paying attention, your head down, you're not listening. Like, I spent time in correctional facilities where you got some kids you might really have to worry about. This kid maybe didn't eat last night or didn't sleep, so that's why his head is down. So before I go in with a punitive correction, let me first understand where they are coming from. Hey, did you hear what I just said? Okay, cool. So though your head down, you're still using your active listening. And that's, you know, that's what I like to take pride in showing educators. And honestly, that's why we called it a, a student study guide, opposed to going with a curriculum, because then they're like, now we have to create a buy-in. We got to get everybody engaged. Look, this is simple. All you got to have is the desire. If all you said every day to all of your students is you have a purpose, every day is day one, you can overcome obstacles then you've done the job. And even if the student don't acknowledge that on day one, it's okay. And I've done this with, with educators. You know, they'll bring me in and say, what can you do? I can do a lot of things. I can teach you how to make a hamburger, but what do you need on your campus? Okay, I can tell you right now with what you just said, your, your staff have a fear of retaliation, so they're not gonna express how they really feel. Now, this is what I can do. 
I can come in here and we create an atmosphere free of judgment and everyone is safe to express themselves. And we put an emphasis on why we need to see each other as people and love and support one another. And I'm like, right now, everybody in here, you're going to share something that they had to overcome. And I guarantee you, in the next 45 minutes, each of you are going to look at each other different than what you did. Because now you know that this person is A, just having a bad day, or they have a bad attitude. But at least you don't have to assume in your mind, get to know the person in the classroom next door. Get to know how their weekend went. And sure enough, and I and I said, and I said you know, I said as educators, you expect your students to listen and follow simple instructions. So after this first time I passed this mic, I expect somebody to be up out of their seat and ready. And if you're not transitioning to get the microphone, you should be clapping, supporting your peer who just shared. And it's like, wow, this is what I'm doing. The kid that had a 1.9 GPA leaving high school. But it just re, you know, it always reiterates to me that be vulnerable, be transparent, go in and meet people where they are regardless of the credential they carry, regardless of the potential they're in, regardless of the shoes that they wear. See the person, emphasize on purpose, passion, value, and most importantly, every day is day one. If you miss the mark, if you hit the mark, as my athletes, every player's play one. You scored a touchdown, that's cool. Go to the sideline, reflect, focus on the next series. You miss a tackle, that's cool come back to the ball with short-term memory because if you line up again still thinking about getting beat you're gonna get beat on the next play now your mind is gone the mental hustle continues you're gonna get rattled you're gonna get you're gonna you're gonna get hit a little hard you're gonna miss the mark but it's not the end all and it's not over until you decide in your mind that it's over and now i feel like you know i could talk about this all day you know any topic you give me i'm gonna make it relate because I feel like it, this is our whole life that we're talking about. I don't feel that there's one topic that I can't connect with or any type of person that I can't, you know, genuinely connect with. Even if we don't see eye to eye, you know, being able to accept that. Not every student has the same learning style. Educators need to be mindful of that. What worked back then may not work right now. And I think that's the difference of being able to take you know, a student or even an educator from where they are to, to where we know that they can be, meeting them where they are, showing them that, you know what, you may be having a rough day or you may be having a rough time with this topic. You may be having a rough time with this student. You may be having a rough time with this teacher, but I see you as a person. How can we resolve this and get you past this? And that speaks to all the students and everybody that say, I don't need math. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but math is all about solving problems. And every day of your life, I'm pretty sure you're going to have something that can be a problem. And they all go, oh, wow, you're right. Come on, man. Every day is day one. Open your mind. You'll change your life. That's <laughs> <laughs> just what it is. Excellent. Well, Brandarius, thank you so much for sharing your heart, your passion. Like I said, like we've gotten a lot of love in the chat. Tanya Gonzalez, who's joining us here. Uh, locally, she definitely says you're bringing a lot of fire. You're sharing so many great things. We also have Josh uh, Josh Tovar here, who's a principal out of El Paso also. And he also does show and say that high schools or high schoolers do color and they do love stickers. So yeah. it doesn't matter what grade level they're in. And Mel, who's joining us from Colombia, also uh, showing a lot of love in the chat. So, Brandarius, thank you so much for seriously everything this was so inspiring this was really just touching because of your experience and how you use that now for good and bringing just life into this space bringing life into classrooms and sharing what your experience was and making that difference through your company everything that you're doing through your book through the student uh you know handbook also as well and all those studies man, thank you. I, I really want to say thank you for, for what you're doing. And again, being 31 on Tuesday, happy early birthday to you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And, uh, you know, this is a great conversation. Tanya here says, 
you know, best of luck on your journey. And she also says, thank you for sharing. But before we go, Brad Darius, there's always three questions that I love to ask my guests. Yeah. So uh, this is a, a lot of people's favorite segment. And so if you're familiar with Superman, Superman was a superhero and kryptonite was something that weakened him and kind of just uh, was that uh, weapon against him in, I guess that we would say in our current state, whether it's an education that you want to add or just as a society, what would you say is your current edu or your current kryptonite, I should say? Oh, that's a good one. I would say personally, it would have to be, um, sometimes wearing my emotions uh or i should say wearing my empathy to the fact where to the point where i care so much that it it, it starts to um it could take a toll on me if i'm not mindful that i can't save everyone and what i mean by that i did a presentation on friday uh because here and i don't know if this is a national thing but it was, it was reading week or career week so i was sharing my story with some elementary kids there's one kid that was uh uh he was kind of shy so he, he wouldn't answer my questions and i said okay that just means you want to stay with me after school and he was like uh i can't stay after school so he answered it but then there was a kid that came up and said mister can i stay after school with you and that right there is my weakness i'm like ah i gotta come back and i and i get to where every every school i'm trying to find a way to go back and I realized it's, it's not possible to be at every single school. That right there, I, I know is my kryptonite. And if, if I'm not mindful, it could potentially, you know, lead to a burnout. And, you know, it's funny because I was just thinking about that, you know, this morning on my walk, just like, how do you, and, and I guess I know that I can't save everyone but how do you keep yourself sharp to where you don't lose sight on the mission because I'm, I'm, I'm so focused on what I wasn't able to do. And, you know, and I hope that makes sense. Absolutely. Great answer, Brandaris. Thank you. Question number two, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? I would say what I say every, every morning, um, be the hope it's within you. 351, which is 351. It represents the time my grandmother passed away. The significance of the number means to complete everything you're supposed to. So be the hope, 351. The world wouldn't spend the same without you. Every day is day one. Excellent. Excellent. All right. And the last question, Brandarius, and this is something that I usually ask my guests, but I think I'll I'll change it up a little bit because, uh, you know, just because of the topic and it just fits so well. My question to you is, is you mentioned it earlier in the chat, you know, the, the stigma that there is around mental health and mental health awareness. What would be your advice to a student or even anybody, I should say, at any age, you uh -huh. know, that is currently in a situation or having these thoughts possibly close to action, what would be your best piece of advice that maybe they can overcome that stigma and maybe seek that help? Uh, there's a, a bunch of things. First, I would say for the people that, that that's, that's reaching out or, I mean, that's looking, see something, say something, do something. Where if it's yourself, you see something's different, say something to somebody. Um, and vice versa, if you feel like, you know, you're struggling, just reach out. And if you see somebody that's struggling, reach out. Don't feel weak about it. And at the same time, don't play with it. Because I, I feel like we're so reactive as a, as, a, as a world and we need to be more proactive. We need to engage more with our self-care and checking on one another because then we can see what we're truly up against. And if everybody, again, goes back to be the hope and make it a personal action, and the individual action to care for one another, then I think we accomplish it. But by all means, do not play with 
your feelings do not play with your thoughts because just how thoughts become things in a positive manner thoughts can become means uh and a detrimental effect whether it be substance whether it be self-harm whether it be self-sabotage the mental hustle continues like you got to really fight sometimes fight to just accept peace you got to fight sometimes to accept your greatness you got to fight sometimes to accept your purpose and that's why i say spend time with yourself journal sit down and write down what it is that you're feeling and why you may be feeling like that because then you can create a plan to get away from it so all in all be able to speak about it you know reach for some help be able to help those who may be in need and know that none of us are immune to any form of tragedy or illness you know, every day we we alive, we take the risk of, of something occurring in our life. But know that it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. Excellent. Thank you so much for that advice. I really appreciate it, Brandarius. And this conversation, again, has been very fruitful. I'm really excited to really put this up already onto the, you know, the podcast players. So anybody can listen to this. And I just really want to thank you for your time the work that you do, the advocacy, being in the schools and just bringing your message to the youth of today and the purpose that you have, my friend. I am I'm so happy and you know, I wish you the best and blessings to you for everything that you're doing and that you have continued strength to continue to take this message and continue to bring it out, not just here in the States, but again, even at a global level, at a bigger level, because it's definitely something that needs to be heard. So thank you. And also, Brandarius, right now at this time, before we I wrap up the show, please tell our audience members where what websites they can visit you at or where they might possibly be able to get either the shirt or the books. So please share that with us. Okay. Um, you know, uh, my website, BrandariusJohnson.com, or Instagram at Day One Ambition or, you know, Brandarius Johnson. Uh, I often tell people a lot of times, if you – um, I've been so dominant with, with what I'm doing the last eight years. Not like dominance is I'm the best or better. Just been so consistent that if you put my name in Google, it'll it'll bring something that's directly tied to me and I'm reachable. I'm going to respond. And I, I would love to work with, you know, any person on any level, whether mental health clinician, school counselor, school teacher, administrator, I'm here to help move us forward. And I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. I love what you're doing. Um, you know, we need we need individuals like you that see a need to magnify the voices and passions of, of others. Uh, I love what you're doing in the educational space, the way you're making it fun, you're making it exciting and engaging. You know, being someone who, who, who who's willing to adjust, it's Sunday and we just had a, a powerhouse conversation. You, my friend, the world wouldn't spend the same without you because without you and what you're doing, we wouldn't have this what we're doing this platform and all the great educators that you inspire and, and you support thank you i appreciate it and of course i have to get you a book so i need i need i need an address uh i need you know the correct spelling of your first and last name or you know whatever you want me to sign in a t-shirt size so i can get you a package out thank you brandarius i really appreciate you and and to be honest with you that last thing that you said really filled my bucket, man. Like sometimes, you know, we as educators and, and just somebody that is passionate about amplifying voices, you know, sometimes we don't, we may not hear or see like, hey, you know, great job or anything. So thank you. I really appreciate you. And again, sure. I know that this show was supposed to happen last Saturday, but things happen. But you know what? You adjust. You adjust. And yeah. I am so thankful that we were able to make this happen today because this is a great you know, kind of end to my Sunday, but it's a wonderful just pump up for Monday and the rest of the week. And, yeah. you know, being able to listen to the show again and get some sound bites and post, you know, a lot of the, the great sound bites that you share today is just going to be great and so refreshing for the rest of the week. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And again, to our audience members, those of you that were joining us again, a lot of love for Tanya, for Josh, for Mel, and those of you that are going to be watching this episode or catching it on the replay. As always, thank you from the bottom of my heart for making My Ed Tech Life what it is today. Please make sure you stop by our website at myedtech.life, myedtech.life, where you can catch this episode and the other 180 amazing episodes with wonderful educators and creators that you can 
take a little bit of knowledge nuggets from them, sprinkle them on to what you are already doing great. Also, please make sure that you like, subscribe, and follow us on all social media, share our content. We really appreciate that. And if you'd love to support our mission of connecting educators and creators one show at a time, please stop by our merch store located there on our website. You can get yourself a cap, a shirt, a sweater, something, and just know that everything that is purchased goes right back into the show so that we can continue to bring you some amazing guests, amazing shows. And as always, my friends, from the bottom of my heart, until next time, don't forget, stay techie.